Hi everyone, it's Limitless Speaks here again, and my name is Cyril Pepple. Uh, we're here again with another podcast on Jesus the Husband Man. With me here today is my brother Raymond and my sister Azaria. Thank you very much for coming today. Um, so we're going to be dissecting the topic um, on Jesus the Husband Man or Jesus the Husband. So when you look at that topic, Jesus the Husband. As we know, like Jesus, he came from heaven. He had to pass through, like a woman, um, Mary, the mother of Jesus. He has to pass. He had to pass through her as a way of God, you know, portraying that aspect of you know him, um, enduring um, some of the challenges we go through here on earth to prove to us that yes, we can actually dwell on earth and live without sin. But then this time around, we're talking about the aspect of marriage because Jesus never got married. But then we see in the Bible, especially in Ephesians 5, the instruction from God, you know, um, especially, um, of course, it came from God to Paul, where Paul is like advising the Ephesians and telling them, you know, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. So we see that sort of comparison, you know, trying to mirror the relationship that Christ had, you know, Christ has with the church mm-hmm. and how husbands should love their wives. Mm-hmm. So, um, Raymond, what do you, you know, think about the concepts and knowledge? Um, yeah, no, like you like you mentioned, and obviously, you know, Jesus never got married. So, you know, when we're talking about Jesus as a husband today, we're not talking, you know, in that literal sense, but we're talking more about roles, you know, like what he did. And the first thing that it says in the Ephesians, you know, he he loved his bride and he gave himself for her. So, you know, as husbands, you know, we need to be ready to, you know, give ourselves, you know, for our wives, you know, them. everything that he did was for us the church every single thing him even coming here physically him growing up you know in the home he did his ministry his death and resurrection it was all for our benefit so you know that's that's um, my initial take that you know as husbands you know what we're doing it should really be it should really be out of love for our wives in that context and mm. that's where you know marriages can really blossom mm, thank you very much Raymond how about you Zoe? you know as soon as you said that uh, it made me realize that everything Jesus went through prepared him to be the bridegroom for us. Mm. Makes me wonder if a lot of the training we receive to suit our future spouses are really just the trials of life and us trusting God to perfect us through them to become mm. the person who, I mean, we already know as Christians um, to be perfected until that day when we are to meet Jesus and marry him. We're constantly being perfected through every trial, everything that happens to us. It's all the same. But yeah, when I think about Jesus and the bridegroom, I always tell people that Jesus came to earth to fall in love. And Mm. him coming to earth was like the rom-com era of his existence. He came to earth, he saw the people he was going to die for, interacted with them like on a different level to how he used to as God. Yeah, that's what comes to mind. No, that's that's really deep. And especially when we're talking, it just made me reflect on how you know, the concept of marriage is deeper than we actually think, you know, because Christ actually laying his life for the church. Mm -hmm. That's really deep. Like, how many people do we have today in society, especially men, you know, but I should ask you, do you think you can lay your life for your wife when you eventually get married? Is that something? (laughs) Um, You know, I, I I definitely would hope so. I would hope Mm. so. Um, I think, you know, marriage is, is so beautiful, being able to you know, just two people join together, you know, no matter what stage you are in life and say, let's do this thing as a team. And, you know, looking at that verse, you know, I, I have come to that understanding that 
you know, as a husband, it, it's expected of me by God to have that capacity. So even if there's a decision, because, you know, obviously now when you're married, you have that responsibility of care and, and headship. So, you know, if it's something that I would like to do that'd be convenient for me, part of laying down my life is being like, actually, how is that going to affect my wife and, mm. you know, my kids in the future? You know, you know, even if it's like taking that high paying job, you know, am I going to be present in the home or mm. things like that? So it's, yeah, no, um, definitely I would say that I'd, I I believe that I would be ready to lay down my life for my wife. And mm. I feel like anybody that is going to marry, you know, should be ready to. Amen. That's really deep and... You know, it talks a lot about sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, you should, no one should actually think of getting married, especially men, mm-hmm. if you're not ready to sacrifice, if you're not ready to let go of that breakfast or that lunch to make sure <coughs> to make sure your family sees something to eat at the end of the day. So um, uh, for you, Azaria, do you think, how would you feel if, um, for example, you know, in trying to mirror this relationship, mm-hmm. Christ and the church, mm-hmm. how would you feel if, you know, the person you're going to get married to, or your husband wants mm-hmm. to lay his life for you. Do you think it's something you would, if he had like a foreknowledge of it, do you think it's something you'd allow him to? Oh. As in literally, yeah, lay literally, down his life for lay me? down his life, literally. Me, if, if my man wanted to die for me, like it's a me or him dying, like I'm going to die or he's going to die, I would want to be the one who dies. Mm. He would want to be the one who dies, but then I would want to be the one who dies. And then we both like, no, you die. And then you know, you die. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Of course, I'd let him do it, but of course, that'd be so hard for me. Mm. Like, I'm losing the person who understands me, who sees me. Mm. Not many people do that, so it'd be really hard to let go. Mm. And but yeah, and I think, yeah. I think, I think that's a beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, you know. It might, you know, you know. There's so many examples of people in the Bible who were so willing to even die, you know, wow. for Christ, you know, like, you know, from Stephen to, to Paul to, mm-hmm. you know, so many people. So it's like, that actually makes beautiful. It's a beautiful thing that like, you know, what, how we love God and everything. The Bible says we love him because he first loved us. Yeah. And it's like, that's how there's that beautiful synergy. It's not just all on husbands, love your wife, love your wife, love your wife. Mm-hmm. No, the wife will now love back in response yeah. to the husband's love. So you know that is that was a really that was a really beautiful example. So it yeah. should just be this love cycle. Yeah. You know, yes. we love yeah. and then there's a response of love and it's just, it just this, keeps building. It's be, yeah, it continues yeah. building and just yeah, it continues growing day That's by day. That's what love does though. It just grows. The more you pour into it, the bigger it grows like. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and then you know, moving on to the concept of, you know, Jesus never actually getting married while he was on earth and trying to reflect on the reason why he never got married. You know, for me, I just, you know, I think personally because, because of course he's our bridegroom. So him now getting married while he was on earth would be like, why is he getting married when he was, he already has a bride? Yeah. You know, so what do you, what do you think about that? It's, it's a very interesting, it's a very interesting um, train of thought. Theologically speaking, Mm. I don't know what would have (laughs) been made of the son that Jesus would have birthed in the world as well. Because now Jesus fully God, fully man, giving birth, would that be... That's that's just a whole other train of thought. But, you know, I think the the thing is that Jesus knew his assignment. You know, Mm. that's that's the key thing. Like you said, he already had his bride, he had his assignment, and he knew that getting married probably was not (laughs) productive Mm. for his assignment and things like that. And... Mm. So yeah, that's 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 simply. I don't think there's too much to explore in him not getting married as well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it would have been like 
hey, let's let's marry. I'm gonna die, you know, and then I'm gonna come back, and then I'm gonna leave to go to heaven. So I don't know what that would, yeah. you know, kind of leave his wife. That yeah. being the wife of Jesus would have been tough. Would have been something. There's no marriage yeah. in heaven. People are not given or That's taken for well. marriage in heaven either. So it would have been a very short-lived marriage. I don't know. I mean, I don't know when it was started, but yeah. Also, there's this part in the Bible where Israel... Um, you know how God has always used the metaphor of being a husband to Israel to, you know, mm-hmm. um, Israel started to worship other gods and also still try and serve Jehovah. And basically God uses the metaphor of an open relationship, like where you're, it's me and you, but you're also allowed to go and do your thing with other people. Mm. And that was just as bad as completely turning away from him. Mm. So yes, I think Jesus having more than one wife would have been just as bad as, yeah, yeah I don't think it would have been. Um, I think a very similar metaphor was when um, God asked um, the prophets Hosea to get married to a prostitute. Like he really wanted him to experience the kind of, you know, pain he was going through. And you'd ask, why did God not use any other thing? Mm. Why did he have to use marriage to mirror that kind of relationship? Mm. And it just, it just, you know, makes you think deeply about marriage. Like, is marriage really just about, you know, being productive, like with respect to giving birth to children, or is it trying to mirror something else that mm. God has with us? What do you think about that mm. kind of Yeah, no, absolutely. Um marriage is like it said, um, in that in that passage in Ephesians five, you know, it says I, I speak, you know, of like Christ and the church, you know. So it's like each marriage is meant to show a physical, you know, a physical it symbolizes the love that God has, you know, like mm. Hosea, the, the woman left him and started, you know, doing all things. And God's like, yeah, go and redeem her, go and mm. get her back again. Yeah. You know, so it was like that shows of, you know, unconditional love, forgiveness, you yeah. know, so many, so many things that it takes to make a marriage work. And it's, and that's, you know, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. God loves us so much that there's nothing that we could do that would ever cause him to stop loving us. Mm. And that's how we, should be as husbands for our wives mm. and then the wives as well you know the response and the yes. love and the you know the respect and the honor and everything so mm-hmm. um yeah i feel like i lost my train of thought but yeah, i hope that fine, made sense it's fine. yeah it does, <laughs> it does make sense. Sense. you want to say something about that as well i forgot the question I was too <laughs> oh, caught up in it was more like you know you know trying to um god trying to reflect mm-hmm. just trying to show oh, how yes, does marriage reflect yeah, yeah i definitely do yeah. think it does I mean, the Bible's already said clearly that marriage and us, the church and Jesus, sorry, are a parallel. So whenever I see something that Jesus does for me, I think of it in terms of marriage. I think, oh man, like the way Jesus sees me, I would love someone to see me that way. And when I see married couples do wonderful things, I often think, oh man, Jesus, you do that for me sometimes. Thank Mm. you. So yeah, I think, yeah. So we can say, um, sort of, it's safe to say that because Jesus, the husband, he came for a particular assignment. Therefore, for any person who's thinking of getting married, there has to be an assignment to that. Maybe an assignment of love, maybe an assignment of patience, an assignment of maybe um, trials or something. So looking at the life that Jesus lived on earth, mm-hmm. first he was 12, he was learning in the temple, and then at 30, he started his ministry officially. But then there was a point where he went into the temple. He went into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Like you could see the pain he went through. Like everything, every aspect of our lives today, 
we see parts of what how Jesus triumphed over those aspects in his mm-hmm. earth walk. Mm-hmm. So can we then say, you know, marriages, because Jesus was trying to, you know, fulfill that of that his assignment. Can we then say that every marriage, so long as you're a child of God, so every marriage, like every marriage in the body of Christ, mm-hmm. should try to mirror a particular assignment? Or should we just say, oh, marriage is, you know, procreation. I know this is not essentially based on marriage, but we're trying to see how Jesus was a husband. And if Jesus being a husband, he came in for an assignment, then can we also say marriages that want to mimic or try to emulate the earth work of Christ and even mm. his work now in heaven, constantly interceding for us, should have an assignment? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I think it goes in two ways, right? So in the role of a marriage and the role of a husband. So you know, God bringing a husband and wife together is definitely for a greater purpose to build yeah. his kingdom and to, you know, to great impact in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think if keeping it, you know, to the husband, wife, you know, the husband um context. Yeah. Um, there is definitely an assignment that every husband has, you know, for every wife. You know, that is, you know, to lead the home, to love mm-hmm. the wife. And, you know, God expects that the end result of this is the wife flourishing and being all that she can be in God. So it's like Jesus as a husband had an assignment for us. Mm -hmm. He came and did everything so that we can have, you know, the fullness of God. So we have the Holy spirit and everything. So we, as husbands, we have that same assignment towards our wives and God will, you know, he will ask us on the last day, you know, how we did, you know, he'll judge us how we did in that particular role as, Mm -hmm. as husband. So yes, there is definitely a, there is definitely um, that assignment. Yeah, totally. I mean, as believers, the Bible says that our assignment is to love our Lord, our God, with our mind, heart, and soul, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And in doing that, we've done the whole law. If you love me, you'll follow my commandments. It's clear. To love God is to follow his commandments. What are his commandments? Ephesians 5, love your wife. You know, the assignment's been the same since day one. It's been follow God's commandments in an expression of love to him and an expression of love to his creation, including your wife, including your husband, etc., etc. See, obviously, if you're a believer with a purpose, that purpose won't obviously evaporate when you get into marriage. You just keep loving God, loving others through your marriage. And that now becomes a new vessel to do so. Now, obviously... Uh, a couple can sit down and strategize about how to do that and obviously should be encouraging each other to continue to do that with all their strengths and talents. But, um, yeah. That's really yeah. profound. So, you know, as men, you know. Yeah, as men. You, really, right? yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, of course, I'll come back uh, to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, I don't mean it that way, but yeah. Okay. So, you know, um, Jesus, the husband, right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the aspect of forgiveness, you know, as husbands. We see that irrespective of what we do to Jesus, however we offend him, he's always like, the mercy The mercy is always there for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how can we try to mirror that relationship? Is it something we can do in our own strength? I think it's, first and foremost, we have to have perspective that we're mm-hmm. marrying human beings and that they're not perfect. Something that um, the brother in the road said is that you know, nobody can, nobody can, on the good side, nobody can make you feel as good, you know, on a human level as your spouse does. But on the other side, nobody can hurt you like your spouse. So your spouse mm. can, you know, they can actually like stretch you in that, you know, that wise. Mm. So it's like you have to have that forbearance and that, you know, that readiness to already forgive. So you're, it's not like you wait for something wrong to happen and then it's like, okay, let me now forgive you. It's like, you're already the choosing to marry somebody's like I choose to forgive you every single day, knowing that you're going to make mistakes, you're going to fall short, you're going to do all this. 
And as the Lord helps, that's where you'll be able to get to the point like Jesus, where they're mocking him on the cross and you can still say, Father, forgive them for they know not what mm-hmm. they do. There should be nothing that your spouse would do that you won't be able to forgive. Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's a very hard one, but um, yeah, but for sure, it's it's what God. Mm. And you know, for us, because we always want to please God, right? We always want to please God, so we know like certain things that we shouldn't really do to offend Him. So, you know, our wives, you know, ladies, in this kind of you know um, relationship where we're trying to mirror Christ and the church, right? For wives now, because they know that we are trying our best. As husbands, now we're trying our best to try to mirror that relationship that we have to that we have with God. So it's not something where we are the only ones coming forward. So that there has to be a reception from them as well. So if every time Jesus is constantly chasing you, my son come to church, my daughter come to church every day, every day, every day, and you're not making any effort, then there's a problem. So that's where it has to be something where, okay, we've made the effort. There's a lot of effort from our side. There has to be like some kind of, you know, you know, reciprocity from the other side as well to make it blend. Yeah, there's a Bible verse that says, outdo one another in showing honor. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great way to describe marriage. Um, you just outdo one. You just outdo one another. How can you support them? It's like a competition. Like, no, I'm gonna love you more. I'm gonna support you more. Like, no, no, I'm gonna support you more. You know. Okay, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, you know, related to that, I've heard people say um, in some marriages, they always try to outdo what the other person has done, right? Mm-hmm. You know, say so the husband buys this today, the next day the wife would want to get something better, and then it just goes on and on and on and on. So Absolutely when Christ in heaven, yeah, <laughs> is trying to, you know, he's, he's constantly making intercessions for us. He's trying to impress us. Like, he's trying to pray for us, like trying mm-hmm. to make us better. We on our own side, we should have that part of us where we're trying to also, oh, Jesus did this for me today. As my, I mean, I'm a bride of Christ, right? He did this for me today. What can I do? What does he want? Mm-hmm. You know, it was recently I started, you know, being conscious of that prayer of how can I really please God? Mm-hmm. God, what do you want me to do today? You know, not what I want you to do for me now, but how can I please you? Because mm-hmm. if I'm truly your bride, right? then there should be that part where I'm also coming forward and asking you what you want. Do you want me to win souls? Do you want me to, you know, do this or do that, you know? So have you, is that something um, that's also crossed your mind as well, you know, that concept of also coming forward? Definitely, definitely. I'd love to, to hear from Faith. Okay, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. This morning, I didn't want to come to church. Like, I just didn't want to get out of bed. There's just so many times I don't want to do something mm. and i'll be like i don't want to do it because this 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 like i'm just there, like i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it and then i'll remember everything that jesus has done for me and the love he's shown me and i'll be like okay for you i'll do it mm. and it's that it's when every excuse in the world every awful feeling every anxiety is there but then i just think about how jesus saved me and i'm like but wait the guy who did that for me <laughs> i'll do it for him mm. so yeah that's how that's why I'm here today. So, yeah. Answer is yes. Crosses my mind very often. Okay. And, I, and I recall myself having a similar, you know, conversation with God this morning. You know, um, I was in church um, setting up and helping things. And I was, I was quite tired, you know. I started working recently and things. And then and I think I just found myself at one point being like, you know, God, you've done so much for me. You know, as long as you continue to give me the grace and strength, mm. you know, I will show up every time. You mm. know, something 
um to really you know roll singles is that is that i know i always you know me you know how much i look forward to you know that step of marriage and things like that but the thing is that we're all already married you know to god mm-hmm. and it's like living life in that consciousness as well like like that's where it begins you know you said like what can i do what you wake up saying what can i do for you today it comes from that place of consciousness that i'm already married to christ i need to be faithful i need to fulfill my role in this one before even getting into an earthly one yeah and i think that's that's the starting point for being effective mm-hmm. in that um in that yeah and and it speaks a lot of volumes about you know having everything settled you know how jesus died on the cross and he was like it is finished it's mm-hmm. been paid in full you know we have all the blessings in heavenly places you know because we're seated in christ jesus mm-hmm. um, um i know we're coming to the end of our mm-hmm. podcast today mm-hmm. uh, i just like you to say a few things for our audience you know mm-hmm. about the title oh, oh you one. go first okay yeah. sorry raymond Basically, yeah. I use this metaphor for people all the time about how in perfect love, it casts out fear. I think mm. a lot of people are under the impression that you obey your husband or you listen to him out of punishment. And I think mm. a lot of people's parents kind of taught them that, that that's how love and authoritative relationships work or headship works. You're scared of them, so you do what they ask. And that's how God works. You're scared of him, so you do what you ask. But truly, the highest point for a believer is to love God so much that despite the fear, you still want to push forward. Love is always more powerful than fear. It's like if you got the perfect guy of your dreams, right? And then you give him this book full of stuff you like and he reads it and he's like, okay, I'll do this. Okay, okay, I just want to please you. I'll do it, I'll do it. Versus a guy who reads the book, gets to know you, hangs out with you, spends time with you, the movies you like and stuff. And like he personalizes his gifts to you. He takes you on that trip that you mentioned randomly in a conversation. That's how it should be. Like you read the Bible, you get to know God. And you like look at all the things he likes to see when you're reading the Bible and you go, oh, okay, oh, I can do that. Oh, I can do that. And you like just try and integrate that into your life more naturally. Out of love. Love is so much more powerful than fear. Although, of course, fears and reverence of God should still be there. I just mean fears and literal fear of punishment. That's not. You should be loving God, not fearing punishment from him as a motivation to do things. Yes. Um, yeah, I think what I would say is just that, you know, from... Uh, from an earthly context, from all believers, the church, the bride of Christ, is just to never forget and never fail to appreciate what Jesus has did for us as a husband and what he still does for us yeah. as a husband. And, you know, for those of us that, you know, for those of us that are men, you know, looking forward to that role of being husbands, you know, be ready to, you know, to try, you know, Jesus has set the bar. Yeah. So we have to, we have yeah. to, you know, follow it. And then even... um you know, um, those, you know, for the ladies as well, you know, looking forward to being wives, you know, um, to also understand that and, you know, you know, reciprocation and also just that synergy, you know, love, yeah. love, respect, respect, everything. And, you know, just um, the understanding of Jesus as a husband is, is very pivotal in building and walking towards a really, really solid marriage. Mm. Yes, yes. And it just sort of, you know, it just sort of brings the reference closer to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you know that, for example, if you're getting married, there's a reference that's already been laid out. So if you're going through any sort of trials or going through any sort of hard moments, mm. Jesus has gone through that as well. Yeah, yeah like when he's he was in the tempted. desert, technically, if we're the bride, when he went to the desert, the devil tempted him was sort of like the temptation to cheat on us, to choose a different path than our marriage. Mm. And he resisted it, even though he was 40 days off 
sorry, even though he was 40 days into not eating and everything at his weakest, mm. which means anytime you're facing a temptation to cheat on the person who you're married to, you can <laughs> resist, okay? Okay. Disclaimer. Yes. Disclaimer. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much, Raymond. Thank you very much, um, Faith. Um, it was nice to have you today. And don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe. See you next time on Limitless Speaks. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.